the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Four. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Joining me now, Dr. Jeff Rosen, ChiefEconomistBriefing.com. How are you today, Mr. Rosen? Oh, I'm pretty good. How's the economy? Um, not too much different than where I thought it was a couple months ago. And I think that a lot of people were expecting, you know, strong growth heading into the year. You know, you're getting people trying to wish you washed away, saying it's poor weather. Yeah, I've been looking at the data for the last, you know, six months, and it, to me it seemed like you were having a run-up to the end of the year, you know, which is normal for the last few years, and then slow down once the beginning of the year starts, which is what we're seeing in the data. So I, I don't know. Um, I think it was the, you know, too much optimism, you know, heading into the year, and now the optimism is fading, and you're getting into the regular cyclical moves that we've been seeing, you know, really since 2011. It seemed that the market took, uh, I guess, a negative tone when ADP, ADP came out with private payroll sector job report this morning. Then there was a services report that maybe had some more jobs in it. Then there's a manufacturing report last week that didn't have some jobs in it. It seems like every report we're just looking for jobs. Is that fair? Yeah, because jobs is the you know direct coincident indicator of how the economy is performing. You know, if if someone has a job, that means they have income. If they have income, that means that they're spending. If they're spending, that means companies can grow. So you know, everybody is is looking at how things are performing. You know, and the leading indicators you know seem to be showing good growth ahead, but they're showing you know much stronger growth than what we're actually getting. So by focusing more on the coincident, what things are going on today, you know, you get an idea of how things actually are. And, and I think that's a, it's a good reason to look at jobs. I think jobs are probably the most important indicator that we got. So if you could pick one, it's not going to be inflation, it's not going to be auto sales, it's not going to be homes, it's going to be jobs. Yeah, and definitely. And, you know, there's a lot of volatility in a lot of the other components. I mean, you know, for example, right now with the weather, people are blaming the weather for a lot of problems. And, and granted, I'm in Chicago, and, uh, you know, I wasn't able to get into the office today because the weather prevented me from getting out of my neighborhood. But... You know, in all realistic, I mean, it's not going to affect the job market so much, I mean, unless you're in a specifically outdoorsy type environment like construction. Most services shouldn't be affected at all. So, you know, the fact that you blame, you know, things on these seasonal problems, you know, and these, these shocks, so to speak, I, I don't buy it. You know, you'll get a shock in, you know, the housing numbers, you'll get a shock in auto sales because people don't want to be outside to buy a car, but, you know, your everyday person isn't going to see that, and that's not going to be reflected in the job number, at least I don't think it will. So, you know, I still see, 
relatively normal job numbers, regardless if the economic performance is being affected by some outside shock. Okay, so you basically said, and I'm putting words in your mouth, that you, you don't see a big change. You still kind of see the story that jobs will come along throughout the year, slightly improving economy. Uh, is that about right? So we could expect maybe a, this dip in the market to be a buying opportunity? I, I mean, I, I can't argue on the market because the market has not been following economic fundamentals for the last few years. Okay. I mean, you've had other outside sources coming in to support the market that would, you know, not normally be there if the economy wasn't, you know, as poor as it was. So if we look at it just on the, the economy-wise, you know, what, what's going on? We're, we're in an environment that jobs should continue to grow, and simply because you can't get more output out of the current workers. If you want to increase output at all, you know, your productivity growth just isn't there, so you have to hire more people. And that's going to stimulate job growth. I mean, it's, it, that, that's the main thing. So you could have, you know, a fairly weak economy in terms of actual production, but I still suspect that we're going to get, you know, for the rest of the year, on an average of, you know, 175, 200,000 uh, new jobs per month. Now, you'll see some volatility, I'm sure, but that's just coming out just because the productivity numbers are where they were over the last couple of years, factoring in the fact that we didn't see much hiring. So, you know, that respect, I, I think the job situation is probably on an upturn, um, even if the economy is on a more flat to, uh, you know, weak growth trend. Quick question. I'm speaking with Dr. Jeff Rosen, ChiefEconomistBriefing.com. Great website, great resource, lots of information. Did you see the report yesterday out of the CBO on Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act not quite adding up to the cost savings and actually more spending than expected? Yes. Did, did you take anything economically speaking out of that, or is it a, a flashing sign? Or are we just going to ignore it? Do you... The one, that, the headline that you're getting is, you know, two million jobs lost because of Obamacare, right. and basically that's calculated on the, uh, basically the CBO is determining that a lot of people are going to cut their hours because they don't need to work as much because either, A, they're working too much, they won't qualify for Medicaid subsidies, and if they don't qualify the subsidies, then it costs too much for them to be in, in uh, you know, to, to afford health care, so it, you know, makes them better off to cut hours. Others is that, um, you know, you don't need to work a second job because the total expenses of health care are lower, so you don't need to you know, work nights just to pay for health care when you, you know, offset it with everything else. You know, it's a very difficult projection when you project hours and then translate those hours into jobs. And remember, these aren't productivity changes. These are actual people just deciding by themselves that they don't want to work. Now, I mean, they could underestimate it. They could overestimate it. It's a, it's a very difficult concept to think about. But uh, in, in, in general, it makes sense. I mean, if you're giving someone a subsidy, you're going to work less, you know, just especially if that subsidy is tied to a specific amount of income that you have to get. So, I mean, you know, yeah, it, it's kind of interesting. It's kind of, you know, screwy, but that's what uh, the numbers are coming out today. It is interesting that when you give someone a subsidized health plan, it gives them an easier ability to quit their job and those are things that people like you are smart enough to think about, not people like me. I just It's tough for me to put it all together. Um, that brings me to my next thought or question for you, Dr. Jeff Rosen. Um, I kind of live in a utopia. I live on the peninsula in the Bay Area, so I don't see poor people except for what I drive into San Francisco, and they're crazy homeless people. 
So I don't see a lot of, you know, what's really happening in the country. The I don't. Um, I kind of live in a utopia. I actually have to travel to see poor people. What's happening in the country? What what update would you give me for the guy who lives a sheltered life? Um, just the stories that you're getting in the newspaper are pretty much what it is. You know, there's a lot of talk about inequality, and you know. The question is, and this is a question that hasn't been answered conclusively in any direction, is does inequality, other than the social problems of inequality, does inequality have economic problems? You know, is there, you know, is the economy bad because, you know, a lot of people are rich and, you know, or a few people are rich and a lot more people are poor? And the arguments, you know, are inconclusive. So from an economic standpoint, you know, it's not as bad as what the media is making it out to me, in my opinion. I think that uh, inequality is a social constraint, and you could have definitely, uh, you know, civil uprisings because of it. But uh, economically, I, I haven't seen much evidence that says that it's a, a bad thing or it's harming, um, you know, the current economic situation. That said, you know, morally, you know, what are people thinking? You know, you, you have a, the end of the... Uh, the emergency unemployment benefits, which is going to really kick in this month when you have uh, – I have a big feeling you're going to have a big drop in the unemployment rate because a lot of people just stop looking for jobs. And, you know, and that's a real problem, you know, and, and that's real income. And, and that's, that's a question that, uh, you know, we're going to see, and you're going to have to see how the Fed handles that. Anything that you're working on, Dr. Jeff Rosen, that we should be aware of other than jobs? It's jobs, jobs, jobs. I mean, the, okay. the Fed came out with the New York Fed came out with a report, and I should, probably shouldn't say it's the New York Fed, but researchers at the New York Fed came out with a report uh, a couple days ago that's getting a lot of press about um, taking into account the aging of the, of the demographics and how that's affecting uh, overall uh, unemployment rates. Basically, saying that the unemployment rate is only down by you know, but I think I want to say it was like one and a half percent from where it would be because of um, the demographic situation. So, you know, I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think that it seems um, too good to be true, to be honest. I think there are more discouraged workers out there than than that report would suggest. And, and I think that uh, come Friday when we get the actual January numbers, there's going to be a lot to pick through, especially since this will be first, you know, Yellen's first look at how the labor market is with, you know, on her watch. And uh, we'll see what she decides to do in, in early March on their first FOMC meeting. That brings me to my final question, the Janet Yellen Fed. Um, tapering seems to be causing some people to freak out, some world economies and their currencies to kind of get dynamic and start moving. Is there that much correlation, or are we making, are we making that correlation, we're we making it happen? You know, there is correlation, but I don't think it's a correlation that, that the Fed is going to care about. You know, the Fed's primary job is to you know, maximize employment and minimize inflation at some specific target, regardless of how everybody else performs. And the fact that, you know, you're tapering, which theoretically should increase interest rates a little bit, which would then move people out of, you know, a more risky environment back into U.S. Treasuries, you know, I don't think that's on the Fed's radar. I don't think they really, you know, care too much that Turkey is having problems or that Argentina is having problems or, you know, any other place outside the world. And remember, these are really small countries, and they have really small, um, you know, trading, bilateral trades with the United States. So I, I just don't see 
that type of stuff influencing the Fed's mind at all and what they plan to do. Thank you very much. Go enjoy your snow day. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist with Briefing.com. Great site. Everyone who works there, I admire. Top-notch brains, independent live market analysis, U.S., international markets, big, small, large, hyper, slow, value. They cover it all. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.